This episode is brought to you by Subway. What's good, everybody? It's 99 Miles Per Hour Podcast with me, your host, Percy Garner. And yes, I'm back to the baby face. Uh, you know, the wife got tired of the, f- the facial hair. I actually kind of liked it, but whatever. We got a great episode today. Uh, I've been waiting on this one. And uh, I know we've had a break, you know, a little intermission between episodes and uh you know glad to have you guys back appreciate you guys make sure you subscribe like you know all that youtuber talk stuff just do all that stuff because uh we appreciate it and we're trying to get to a thousand subscribers so go ahead and do that now this podcast wouldn't be possible without subway eat fresh um i feel like i haven't made a post in a while about subway but if you guys aren't using their app uh, it's very easy. You can do DoorDash ju- like with Subway. They got a lot of good, a lot of good new, you know, they got the protein bowls. They got all the new sandwiches. I try to mix it up. I'm a creature of habit. You know, my whole high school life, I got a chicken bacon ranch. So I'm trying to change <laughs> what I, what I eat. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, go ahead, check them out. And, uh, you know, without them, this podcast won't be possible. So thank you to Subway and the Fitzgerald family. And, uh, I kind of want to. <laughs> You know, do a little funeral for the Browns and celebrate this. Deal. <laughs> this may not help your viewership. <laughs> no, go check out the Dogs podcast. You know where they celebrate the Browns. Um, yeah, like that little plug there for you, Josh. But without further ado, I want to get to the show and our guest. Um, and everyone knows I love to do introductions, so. This person, at one point, no lie, I used to be afraid of. Um, I, oh, <laughs> he was my boss, <laughs> and uh, yeah, before I got to know him, I was I was afraid. But uh, great leader, uh, long, long career, and in the in the in the retail history, and um, and working for big companies and leading group of people like myself uh, as I'm maturing as an adult. And uh, yeah, it was it was a great experience working for. Mr. Ryan Bowling, and um, but now I look at him in a different light. Uh, big spiritual guy, uh, definitely a leader in the community. Uh, coach for the middle school basketball team at Dover, uh, the best city in Tuscarawas County. And uh, we got some new things that we want to talk about, and uh, I'm excited to get to it. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Ryan Bowling. Uh, howdy, howdy. How's it going? Good, good. Man, it's. Uh, I know we've been. Uh, you know, we had meetings and. We were talking about doing the episode and, uh, you know, I'm just glad you reached out and said, Hey, you know, I'm enjoying your podcast. And I was like, Oh, I'd love to have him on. So, uh, you know, glad we can make it happen. And and it's good to see you, man. What's, what's been going on lately with you, man, just, uh, getting through the season, uh, with Dover middle school and Dover basketball, uh, started a new role here in about last two and a half months with new point. Okay. So I'm the, uh, director of sports ministry for new point wow and that keeps me busy i bet <laughs> um you know family obviously um my wife works at new point too she's in uh, student ministry at new point um so that keeps us busy um and then spending time with family man and doing some hobbies 
That's what's up. That's what's up. And we'll get into, cause I'm kind of curious of what you like to do in your free time outside of, you know, coaching and, and, and parenting and, and things you do, because I do want to get into Isaac, your son as well. And you know, the, the team that you and your wife uh, make up and, and how you guys, you know, I guess just encourage each other and, and go through that. So I want to touch on that a little bit, but the thing I, I guess what I talked about, which kind of intimidated me early on because I wasn't a guy, believe it or not. I think most people don't believe this, but I wasn't a, a high confidence guy. Yeah, I don't believe that. <laughs> so I'm confident when we come to social stick for you to <laughs> get some more subs, <laughs> empathy subs. <laughs> I like it. We need to play that ankle Josh. Let's keep doing that. But no, um, in the, in the social arena, that's never been a problem, but like when I, when the first job I think I ever had was at Best Buy, and, and then I came to finish line and it, you know, it was like, it was being in the workforce. I was like, Whoa, okay. This is more competitive than I in initially, you know, anticipated, but it's still not like cutthroat. You know, we had a great yeah, team yeah, at finish line and yeah. stuff like that, but you didn't work there when it was commission. If you would have worked there, when uh, it, was commission, it, was it might've been a little more cutthroat. <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah. It was, it was pretty intense. Oh, uh, yeah. okay. So I didn't get to, I didn't get to experience that. Yeah. Now, that might've been fun, but yeah, you get uh what was it? 3% on a sneaker sale. Wow. So you sell a $200 sneaker. Dang. Okay. Getting a good rip. Six wow. bucks. Yeah. So yeah, I definitely uh, missed out on that, but I know, you know, I'm a sneaker head and I, I <laughs> quick story. I don't know if I told you this before, but I applied at finish line while I was in college in Muncie, Indiana, while I was at ball state and got the quick, just rejection just fast like i was like wait what i took one of those personality tests and just came back and they're like no you said you didn't fit <laughs> yeah, i was wow. like that test was flawed yeah i was about to say i was like dang i must have i wasn't a good test taker until i got out of college <laughs> but <laughs> but no i was like man so i was kind of scared to apply yeah, again yeah. we used to turn away a lot of good people from that test <laughs> that test was garbage <laughs> we'd have people come in and you'd know them for weeks right and yeah go take that test and i'm like oh i don't know what to tell you okay that makes me feel better no absolutely <laughs> we petitioned hard internally to get rid of that okay test. Yeah. good well I, I just know in my experience the finish line was great and uh you know how long did you work for for, for finish line 18 years wow okay that's what's up but i just i just thought it was funny because the way you carried yourself I envied that when you would come in and, you know, cause you, I mean, you were working all over the region and, but when you would visit our store, um, it was almost like, <laughs> you know, parents come home from work. Is your room clean? Is everything straight? <laughs> like, ah, Ryan's coming in yeah. or we called you RB. RB's coming in. Yeah. Everybody, everybody act cool. <laughs> That's how I was like, I don't know if you knew that, but it was just, it, it was a fun dynamic too. Cause I had someone yeah. younger than me. That was my boss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was, it was just, it was a great experience. And I know you've obviously 18 years of finish line. So you've obviously loved your time there. But, um, before we get into, you know, the full switch you've, you're making here and, and how you've gotten to the, and I want to know your spiritual path, but before we get into that, you know, I just kind of do want to stick on confidence for like how where does your, your stem from? Is it something that, you know, in your childhood, your parents instilled that in you to be self-confident so you can, you know, accomplish great things? Uh, I mean, how is that, how is that for you? You know, I think it's more about how we're wired. You know, I think that God wires us all certain ways and we all have natural tendencies. You know, I think my natural tendency is 
I, it's funny because I don't look at myself like that. You don't? No, not at all. <laughs> um, but I've, you know, obviously I've had people say that to me, but that's natural for me. But what's not natural uh, that I have to work really hard at is making sure that I express humility, mm. that I don't show a big ego, you know, that, uh, um, and it could be different for everybody. Yeah, you know, I, yeah. I, I don't think having high self-confidence is, is an advantage or anything over other people. Um, people that maybe not have high self-confidence are better in other things like having humility and, and keeping their ego out of things and letting their pride not get in the way. You know, I just think it's how God wired us, you know, and I get a lot of confidence from my faith as well, sure. you know, believing in Jesus and who he is, who he says he is, you know, but, um, I just, I, I listen, we're all broken people in some way, shape or form. And I think that, um, although I may have a perception of confidence, exude confidence to others, that it's natural, but I have to be aware of those other things, you know, yeah, yeah. um, because it, you know, I've been told before that, you know, you have an ego and it gets in the way or your pride, really? especially early in my career. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. There were a lot of, there were a lot of peers of mine, other area managers, store managers that I couldn't understand why they didn't like me. <laughs> no, see, this was, this really? was a routine conversation with, with my boss and I was just super competitive and wanted wanted to win. Well, you know? that, I mean, um, that's, that's why never, you're so good. Oh, <laughs> I never intentionally try to, uh, try to step on anybody's toes, but, uh, sometimes that confidence can be that way, but I had to work hard to let people, I had to, I had to develop some of that humility and I had to develop, remind myself of that. And some of that comes with age and maturity, mm -hmm. you know, that, uh, that you don't have things figured out and that you need to be able to seek wisdom when needed. And, so again, I, I think it's, I think it goes both ways. I think if I, I don't envy anybody that has high self-confidence because I know what, what I have to go through and process and think about and be intentional about. Mm. So I'm not perceived the way I don't, I, I don't want to be perceived. You I know? got you. I never thought of it like that. Cause me, I just naturally self-deprecate and make fun of myself. I think it's funny. I'm not like, I might not think I have high self-confidence and I'm comparing myself to like, you know, greats like LeBron and, and Jordan, obviously their self-confidence is on a different level. And I never want to, you know, come off as, you know, a cocky guy or arrogant guy. And I've never gotten that instead of, you know, maybe people that don't know me or never spoken to me might think that, but, um, it more was when I was playing baseball and I've talked about this on the show before, but I would just envy players that I knew I was like physically talented, way like more talented than them, but I yeah. just could not perform because I did not believe like they did. Mm. And I'm like, dude, you throw like 82. How are you so confident yeah. in your pitches? Like, I don't understand. And I, I envied that, but I mean, what, how you just kind of explain that it makes sense to me. And I'm like, well, I've never had trouble in this area showing, you know, you know, certain humility in an area where I just naturally do it. And some people, some of my friends, cause they know what I struggle with. They're like, like, dude, don't say that about yourself. Like yeah. there's no, re there's no reason to, to say that. Don't bring yourself down like that. But I just always felt like I needed to do that because part of me would, cause growing up in this area, a lot of people, they are definitely against the, the arrogant type of, of person. But for me, I've always been like, everyone I know that succeeds in life 
like at a high level, whether that's a high earner or, you know, looked up to as like a leader, they have some type of ego. And I just think that's how men are. Not all men, but, you know, I feel like that's how we were supposed to be made because we have to provide and, you know, in the olden days, you know, not to, you know, we already got into trouble talking about the women thing, but, <laughs> but you know, men are supposed to provide and protect the home. So yeah, you can't yeah. be, you know, a guy who just kind of wavers like, oh, yeah, I hope. See, I, don't, I don't look at it as gender. Okay. My wife has a ton of self-confidence. Okay. She'll put me in my place. My wife's the same way, but she, I think she thinks I'm a bit, like I have a big ego. So she has to bring me down and yeah. I'm like, no, like once she saw, like after I was done being away, playing baseball and come yeah. back home, then she was like, oh, this whole time I thought you were this, you know, like you were so confident in yourself. And I'm like, no, yeah, like yeah. stop doing that. I need some compliments. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I had one of the things that kept me at finish line for such a long time, I had a great group of mentors and I still do. Um, and, uh, he was, uh, my one mentor, Marlon, he was a mentor for me when I started at finish line and until I quit my job, he was my boss. I've heard and, uh, and he was, uh, incredible in helping me see my blind spots early. You mm. know, I started there when I was 23, 24 years old, you know, and didn't have the self-awareness, um, that I've tried to have now, mm-hmm. you know, and I remember a lot of tough conversations with them. Like, you know, here's what you're good at, but did you know that when you said this to that person that you pissed them off? Did you yeah. know that, you know, like, and I didn't know, but you, know? you, you need that. You, those, I remember Absolutely. I was at a, I was at a conference listening to, um, one of the leaders of toward the goal. Are you familiar with that uh, ministry? I've heard of it. Yeah. Um, he was talking about blind spots and I was like, mm-hmm. Ah, okay. Okay. I kind of like that. And, um, but you know, I, one thing I wanted to ask you was, does, I know you're, you're confident in yourself and, and, but does it, did it ever waver? Does it waver? Do you have moments where you're like not as confident or? Oh yeah, of course. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm curious because you know, you see people and you're just like, you think one way until you actually at no one just goes up to us. Hey man, are, do you ever, your confidence ever waver? No one just stops people on the street. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I was, I was curious just because like, I obviously the perspective looking at you, like I already said before you yeah. answer the question, yeah. um, that that's how we behaved at, uh, was it, is it store 16? Oh, Newtown yeah. Mall, yeah. <laughs> the Newtown Mall, man. I couldn't believe that it was that so so low of a number, but Yeah, before I learned how to handle adversity, before I had faith to lean on. Oh, when I lost my father in um 2004, uh right before I started working at Finish Line, I went through a really dark time in my life. There was I was mad at the world. I didn't have mm-hmm. a lot of self-confidence. I was drinking a lot. Mm-hmm. I would purposely go out with friends and drive home you know, uh, trying to get into an accident because I was so mad at the world mm. and I lost my father suddenly. And, um, oh, okay. Those and, are always tough. And yeah. And he was more of a friend than a father, especially in my college years. So, um, it was really difficult to process that. And I didn't know how to process that. You know, I didn't have, I didn't have the faith, uh, guidance or my, my wife and her guidance that I had have today. So, um, specifically remembering that time was tough and trying yeah. to, cause you thought you had an identity, but the person that you leaned on a lot for that identity was out of your life. 
and you were mad about that and you didn't know how to process that. So yeah, that was a really dark time. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, obviously I lost both my parents, but none of them, like neither of them was sudden. And I had to kind of help a friend because I had at the time, you know, my parents had passed and, but her, her father passed away with a heart attack, like, and she didn't, you know, hadn't seen him that day or in the morning saw him, but that's a whole different animal. And obviously I still tried to help and, you know, kind of be there for her, but that's like, you know, for my dad, he struggled with cancer for two years. So you're kind of preparing at some point. And for those, those sudden deaths, it, it definitely hits different. And I mean, that's, that's always, that's always tough to, to deal with, but how did you like, what brought you out? Like who was your support system after your dad passed that would, that kind of help you get, you know, planted? Was it Marlon or yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. actually I was interviewing for a job at finish line in okay. the process of interviewing oh. when, when that happened, when my father's death happened. So, um, I met some, some men at finish line that, uh, kind of became that father figure for me. And we spent a lot of, a lot of long nights talking. I remember, so I started in, um, in, uh, what used to be the finish line in Polaris in Columbus. Cause I was living in oh. Columbus. And, um, that's where I started at Best Buy. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just graduated from college and then started working and met, uh, met some, some gentlemen that worked at finish line and, and they just, they had a culture at the time. They had a culture of just development and, and pouring into people and understanding that people were your greatest asset and it's not the product. Mm. And, you know, just the, the one-on-one -on -one sessions, I mean, we're just, I'll never forget them. And that's, and that's kind of what helped pull me out of it. Like, okay, you know, not only did I find a career path to keep my interest going, yeah. you know, and yeah. like not be mad at the world, but also people that cared about me as much. I felt they cared about me as much as my father cared about me, you know? Mm. Um, and because they were always there for me, they would help me answer every, just like a father figure would, you know? Yeah. So that really helped pull me out of things. And then that was the first introduction I had. And, and as an adult, uh, with faith, cause Marlon is a man of faith. So awesome. I met him later, about six months later in Akron and he was managing the store at Chapel Hill and he was just incredible. Dang. See, I didn't know that. I obviously I've heard Marlon's name, but it was almost like your name. It was like RB and Marlon, you know, they're, they're so, I used to look at that at like how the Phillies treated their, you know, cause when I got drafted to the Phillies, they were more, they had like stars, you know, Jimmy Rollins, Ryan, yeah. Ryan, uh, Howard, uh, Doc Holliday, Cole Hamels, Roy Oswald. Who, who was the, who was the uh, manager? Uh, Charlie Manuel. Yeah, yeah, the one you couldn't hit. It sounds like he's got a mouthful of marbles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the only thing I remember about Charlie Manuel. You know, that's the only thing I remember about him. Yeah, and I, for, I always forget that he was, I don't know why. Was there a translator for, for him? Was there somebody that'd be like, okay, that, Charlie said that, this is what he meant. <laughs> I always wondered that about Charlie. Well, I don't know because I, you He was know, a great manager for the Indians. He was, he yeah, was. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, obviously. And they loved him. Yeah, and the players loved him. You know, obviously the, he had, uh, you know, he had uh, the way he spoke was different. And a lot of times the way you would say different people's names, like we had the number one prospect in all of baseball when I got drafted to the Phillies. His name was Dominic Brown, but he would call him Dominique. Oh. <laughs> He's like, what is Dominique? I don't think that would fly today. <laughs> no, that's like AA Ron, right? Like that's not flying today. 
<laughs> and, fa- and fair enough. Like Charlie probably needs some diversity training. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you know, their, their team was stacked with dudes making 20 million plus, And they were just like, they're them. You're not on that level. Do not talk to them at all. So it was, and that was kind of how we, you know, I treated you and oh, no, I know, no. but I mean, when you came in, you didn't act like that. And none of the players acted like that, but that's just the, the atmosphere that was given to us. And then when I got with the Indians, it was completely different and just like, Oh, okay, this is real. Um, but that, that's, that's amazing that you at, at finish line that you found the, you know, a spiritual kind of, you know, a leader mm. and, and someone that could instill that in you and be like, Oh, okay. It's cause I'm assuming obviously that's foreshadowing to what I want to get into later, but I kind of just wanted to, so on your career path with finish line, where was it when you started to get real strong in your faith and you felt like, okay, like, you know, I want to take the next step and, you know, start and get into a leadership. Cause I'm assuming, you know, what we're going to talk about later is not, you're not just like, Hey, this is going to be my first time being a leader spiritually. And I, I just want to dive into it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I could be wrong. It could be, but you know, at what point were you, you know, feeling, I guess, where you brought confidence and you, you got your confidence from, you know, Jesus Christ. Um, it wasn't until I met my wife. Oh, okay. Um, so quick spiritual background. So, um, growing up, uh, I grew up in a Lutheran church and, okay. uh, uh, the church was on nickel plate in Louisville. Okay. And, um, my father was heavily involved in the church. Uh, the church actually years ago was in East Canton and burned down, but the Ooh. cemetery was still in East Canton where I grew up. And, uh, so they rebuilt the church in Louisville. And, uh, so we were one of the only families that lived in East Canton. So we used to take care of all the cemetery grounds. And then my father taught Sunday school, you know, back then it was yeah. Sunday school, you know, <laughs> and, um, I'll never forget. So this is what, this is what took us out of the church. So, um, I had a really good friend of mine growing up. Uh, his name was Jarvis Hall, uh, a black friend of mine. Like we used to go to our, each other's churches. He would take me to Trinity Baptist on, oh, okay. on, on, uh, Tusk and, you know, <laughs> I'm about blowing my mind. Right. <laughs> but then I would take him the first time I took him to our church in Louisville. Uh, there was a ton of backlash from that. Yeah, so I don't I was, know if you know anything about it. I do. Well. I do. Yeah. yeah. I, I figured. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, there was a, a young man, a high schooler that actually went up to my father and said, uh, your son and his friend aren't welcome here. And really? my dad took it to the minister and was like, you know, what are we doing here? You know, but yeah. the kid was well connected. His mm. family was well connected in the church. So my parents immediately pulled out of the church and, wow. you know, and called them hypocrites. And, and we never went back Dang. and I was 10 years old, 11 yeah, that, years old. That's so not a great example for a 10 year old. No, no. So, and, <laughs> I mean, I don't remember getting much out of it. Yeah. You know, it was, you know, what if I'm, I'm sitting in Sunday school thinking about what I'm doing yeah. Sunday <laughs> afternoon, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, I did it more because my parents made me, not because I had any type of faith or Same. anything was growing in me, you know? Same. Um, and then I was completely separated from faith until I met Jamie. Really? And uh, yeah, in fact, I was That's probably anti-faith. Because okay. when I was in college is when the matrix came out. So, and I was taking uh, philosophy classes. You want to talk about turning your head upside down? Oh man. So I remember taking a philosophy class and then, and then having my mind blown on, um, this is, this was in Columbus at Ohio state, taking a philosophy class, like deep into why things are certain things and why they are the way they are. And then going and watching the matrix and thinking, 
is the world even real or are we all batteries somewhere? <laughs> you know, I'm 19, yeah, 20 yeah, years yeah, old, yeah, you know, yeah. mix in probably some alcohol, yeah. maybe some marijuana, you know. Well, I was a heavy believer in the Illuminati when I was 18, 19, 20. Yeah, I that's what Jay-Z I mean. I thought Jay-Z and like, Rihanna were in it, so. <laughs> Tupac? Yeah, Pac two? Exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Pac's still alive. But. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and, and I think that's what didn't help me process my father's death because that was four years later, mm. you know? three years later. And, uh, uh, I was just, I didn't know how to, how to channel all that and, and those challenges of life. So, but when I met my wife, she just exuded so many talk about confidence. She just exuded so much confidence in who she was and had, and has such a, 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 a moral compass of who mm. she was and wasn't going to waver from that. In fact, she wouldn't date me. I wanted to date her mm. and she wouldn't date me. And, uh, because I didn't have faith, like we went on a couple, we went on a couple dates and, um, we went to this coffee shop in Canton, went to this coffee shop in, in the square in Philly and just getting to know each other. Yeah. And, uh, and I remember she told me, uh, if she would ask me all these questions, she kind of set me up. She's like, <laughs> so what do you do on Sunday morning? You know, I'm like sleep in, watch football, you know? And then eventually after a couple of dates, she was like, we can, I want to be your friend because Christians are called to be with non-Christians, but we can't, we can't date. Dang. Yeah. We can't date. So that's a very mature response it, until, yeah. Unless you're going to do something about that, you know? Um, so it took me a couple of weeks. Like I was like, well, f- forget that, you know, <laughs> like she's willing to throw all that away for something that I had a bad experience yeah. with. And she, I told her about my experience. She respected it. Yeah. Um, but that's who she was. She wasn't going to waver from that. And I was like, that's unbelievable. Yeah. You know, but here, here's this, here's this girl that, uh, she was in college at the time. Uh, she was playing tennis, which I thought was amazing. You know, really? like I loved being around an athlete. Uh, we had so many interests. Like she would sit down and wa- we would watch sports together. Dang. You know, we would play video games together. Like, what? And she would beat me. Like we'd play Bond. You remember Bond on <laughs> yeah, NCC? I, I saw oh, that. Smoke, I saw she knew where you popped up. <laughs> I'm not kidding. You know, and we played Madden. Uh, and I'm like, I've never, first off, I've never played video games with a female, especially if yeah. I was dating. Secondly, one that is competing and beating me in these things. <laughs> like what? You know, and then, Hey, let's go watch, let's go watch football. Yeah. You know, it was, it was cool. You know, uh, so I had to do some realization in my life and say, <laughs> I like this girl. I want to spend time with her. Yeah. And, and, but the difference was between my faith experience the first time around when I was young and my faith experience, seeing how she lived. Mm-hmm was like, okay, I, I want that. And I want that in a wife. Like I want that in someone that's going to raise my kids because I can see how grounded she is and mm-hmm. how firm she is and what she believes in and her moral compass, you know, who's not attracted to that. Yeah, right? Like exactly. I, because it's about trust. Yep. I could put my total trust in her. I can put my trust in her taking care of my son or my daughter. You know, um, I can put my trust in her sharing bank account, you know, all the things you do when you get married, you know, and, and, and it was just Uh an unbelievable chemistry, but I had to have a commitment to, to Christ. See the, the way you put that, and I guess this is just going to show our wives, but yeah, I never really thought about like hesitating on that with my wife. (laughs) Like, no, we're not going to share bank accounts. I just thought, you know, when I, when I thought marriage, I just thought that's what people did. And, but I didn't think about if there's people out there, unfortunately, that probably are in relationships or who are getting married who might not have that, that freedom or that trust in their partner 
And that's just that that's <laughs> that's tough, man. But I never thought of it like that how you just explained that. That's, well, that's how the institution of marriage should be. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what Jesus talks about. Yeah, yeah. That's just um it's amazing. And I'm like, man, yeah, that's how it's supposed to work out. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, that's uh that's that is amazing, man. I've never you know, my my wife plays video games too, but not on the level where she can compete with me, of course. Yeah. But uh <laughs> but uh that's awesome, man. Uh, Jamie, I'm gonna have to I look, I look at her different now. Cause I didn't know. I just, you know, I've only looked at her as a, you know, a leader in the church and that's, you know, and the wife of RB. Yeah. She doesn't, <laughs> she doesn't share a lot of that. In yeah. fact, um, we just, I just got her new, new vehicle and I couldn't change the plates, but that Jeep I was driving, that was hers. Oh, okay. And, Cause I had a company car when I left finish line, I had to turn it back in, but, um, she's her gamer. I got her uh, one year for her birthday. I put her gamer tag on her vanity plate. <laughs> Because she's into it, like she. So during That's the awesome. pandemic, Newpoint created a uh, esports. Yes, channel. I have to see this one day. Yeah, yeah. Well, they've moved away from it, uh, but she helped run it. And uh, really, That's yeah, so they cool. were so good at it. They got their own. Uh, they got. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but they had their own Fortnite lobby. Oh, where they can only invite certain people yeah. into the lobby and they had their own map. Oh, wow. And that's, that's how much they were into it. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm big into the esports. I actually applied to be the esports coach at Mount union before, okay. um, I got the job at Comdoc. Yeah. So I was, you know, trying to get into that and I got to have some connections, but I was going to be after required to move to California. And I'm like, ah, I left over too much. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, but Man, this is we have uh, unpacked some good stuff, man, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out like, like you know, you're you're gonna have to come on the show again, but uh, <laughs> I'm like I want to you know dive deeper into a lot of things, but also I want to make sure I touch on certain things. So obviously we've talked about your career at, at Finish Line and and basically, you know, obviously you're making a, a change. So let's let's get into that. Um, so I know you've uh, we've talked about it, and we know. I've played basketball at New Point um, back when I could, um, <laughs> back in the back in the day when Same. I could run around, yeah. and uh, you know that obviously that church campus is amazing. We've had our our dinner there for the World Knights. It was amazing, yeah. and uh, just uh, tell us about you know what's what's going on yeah. at uh, at uh, New Point. Yeah, well, New Point wants to be about families, so you know they're starting a new initiative with sports ministry that is about uh, the youth. Okay. Um, so this will be a youth sports league, sixth grade and below. Um, that's We've had a huge financial commitment from people in the community and people on our board to build this sports park uh, up behind the church. It's 22 acres. Uh, it'll be, I say sports park, but it'll be kind of a community sports park. Uh, gotcha. There's a 11,000 square foot pavilion with full concessions being built, uh, fireplace, TVs, um, playground, all kinds of things going on to where... Um, you know, you can, if you, if your kids are practicing on a Tuesday night, uh, for soccer practice, mom and dad can hang out in the pavilion. Dad can have the TVs on. Mom nice. can sit by the fire. If it's cold in the fall, get a hot dog while the kids are practicing or if it's game day on Saturday, you know, that's kind of yeah. the environment. Um, you know, it's, we've got three pillars that we're kind of driving everything through, which is a community character and competition. So, you know, we want to be about community, connecting with people, connecting with families, getting families connected with each other, um, having some competition, you know, with our youth sports, um, having a very well-structured league, uh, you know, where we've got multiple divisions, um, and then having uh, 
uh, in multiple sports. Eventually, we okay. want to get to three or four sports. Nice. Um, and separating boys and gr- from girls, you know, sports. Good. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard that quite a bit. I, oh, is, I, I didn't know. I just yeah. know I, what I see on YouTube and a lot of the the news that I watch yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is showing that you know the the demolishment of all women's sports is coming yeah, up. It's actually <laughs> kind of sad. I the last um, well, since I've been hired, I've been trying to understand the landscape of youth sports in all the communities because um, you know New Point has has six campuses and true you know, we're expecting you know people to come from different campuses as well so just understanding the landscape of everywhere from tusky valley to Coshocton mm. to millersburg to dover new philly like what's being offered um how is that being offered is there anything being offered you know is you know a great example i don't i haven't come across and i don't think there's a soccer program for uh elementary kids in garraway schools you know mm. or garraway area you know so um is there anything being offered and is there something really good offered? You know, like at one point we were looking at building uh, three or four baseball fields and we've, we've kind of put that on hold because there's a really good little league baseball program around here in Tuscarawas County. So we don't want to compete with that. You know, like we don't want to, we're, we're not here to demolish things or to pull kids out of something. We just want to, we want to be more of an assistance. We want to be more of an outreach. We want to be more of, of a resource, you know, and, and, uh, you know, I'm finding that, um, you know, there's communities that are just so stretched in their sports programs, you know, mm-hmm. like the, the coaches want to, the, the varsity coaches, the JV, they want to offer something to elementary kids, you know, but it, you know, they, they've, they're recruiting dads and they're, they're trying to run it themselves and it's hard to get a lot of resources, a lot of commitment. You know, those are, those are the communities that I want to, we want to be able to give give some relief to and say, you know, let us operate the league let us train the coaches. Let us provide an atmosphere where kids are getting good character building activities to go along with, you know, whatever sport they're involved in and, and do it at a very high level, high level customer service uh, experience. And, uh, and, you know, let the dads, I mean, if they want to coach, they can coach, but let them come yeah. watch, let them, let them, you know, they're not stretched in four different ways. And, you know, and that's really what, what we're looking to create. Um, And hopefully it helps, you know, our ultimate goal is to help bring people to Jesus. Yeah. You know, you don't have to be, uh, you don't have to attend New Point. You don't have to attend any church to participate in our youth sports. But, um, you know, as a parent, who doesn't want kids to get a little bit of, um, have some competition, have community and get a little bit of character building to go along with that. Of course. You know, so that's That's the goal. That's awesome. And, uh. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Josh, you can when he's starting, you can put the the stuff up there to show because I I know Josh, you're a graphic designer, and I know you saw that logo and how beautiful it is, so you, you put it up there. But then, um, and when you sent that to me, I was like, man, these things, it looks amazing. Yeah, um, we got an incredible team at New Point. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I can only imagine. I I've been there a couple times, and you know, back when I was a salesman and I was trying to get in there, <laughs> but, uh, with no prevail, but, uh, <laughs> um, just, uh, obviously there's nothing that's done half-heartedly there. You know, you're not doing something just to do it and say, Oh, this would be cool if we do this. It's, there's always, you know, Jesus at the forefront and, you know, I respect try that. To. I mean, yeah. we don't always get, we're like everyone else. We don't always get things right, but well, yeah, try to learn from it. Right. Yeah. 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 I, uh, I think uh, that's pretty awesome. And, and I do want to touch on, you know, um, before we, before we end uh, kind of the, 
the dynamic of you and, and Jamie and, you know, and your son, Isaac, and, you know, I don't want to brag on, you don't have to mention rainbow connection or anything like that. Cause I wasn't even aware of that, but just talk about, you know, Isaac and, and, and how you and Jamie have, you know, maybe gotten better as parents or closer because of, you know, just, I guess I'm looking for all the ways that Isaac has been a blessing to, yeah, yeah. to you guys and to Dover. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I guess where I can start with is, um, when we found out that he had, uh, osteogenesis imperfecta when he was three months old, uh, I mean, that totally changed the game for us on how we had to raise him, how we had to take care of him, uh, because we had to make sure that he was always safe. So yeah. he wouldn't, he wouldn't endure more fractures at that time. Now that he's 11, you know, he's got a lot more self-awareness. His body has grown. He's been through uh, eight and a half years of, of treatment. Um, it's not something that can be cured, okay. but it's something that can be managed. Gotcha. Um, in fact, I think it's, I tell my wife that I think it's helped his golf game because he's more flexible <laughs> um, and he can do things with a golf club um, that uh, uh, some kids have a hard time with because of their f lack of flexibility and just who, who, you know, how he approaches it. Um, but I'll tell you that, you know, again, everything happens for a reason when, um, if, if I would have had a son that had to deal with what he dealt with, I don't know how I would have handled that if I didn't have faith. Yeah. That would have broke me because I wasn't, I, you know, I wasn't very, I wasn't very mentally tough. You know, okay. I needed Jesus for that. And, um, going through the, the things that he had to go through. I mean, Percy, there were times we were living in Illinois and my first district I ran was in Metro Chicago. We were living in Illinois and we were, we were literally going to either a doctor's office or a uh, ER every other week because he would trying to walk, trying to stand up as a toddler, you know, a six month old, eight month year old toddler trying to stand up and he would fall and grab his leg, you know, and here mm -hmm. he would have a little hairline fracture of some sort or a, a stress fracture or a broken bone that would have to get casted. At one point we considered having, um, us going through training to cast our own, uh, wow. to, you know, put our own cast. Yeah. Because it, it was so much. Um, and, and that's typical with an, with an OI patient. Um, but then, uh, Akron children's, uh, had, uh, developed a treatment, uh, to help him. And he had, he started going through that and it was very rigorous. It was, eight hours a day for three straight days of infusion treatment Dang. where they would pump the stuff into his blood and it would help harden the bone. Um, and then, uh, uh, he would get a fever from it and stuff and you'd have to treat all those side effects and then you'd move on. But that's made a tremendous, tremendous impact. Wow. Um, but, uh, you know, I, one thing adversity does is it, I think adversity can either blow you up yeah. or it can, you know, it's a cliche. What doesn't kill you make you stronger, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's a cliche for a reason, right? Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> like that brought us together because, you know, we, uh, we had something that we had to work to overcome, Yeah. you know? Um, and then just the mental challenges, like he wants to go to a birthday party when he's three, he gets invited to a birthday party when he's three or four years old and there's a trampoline. Oh uh, yeah. 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 And you know, how do you tell a three-year-old you can't get on a trampoline? Good luck with that. <laughs> You know, how do you tell a three-year-old yeah. not to run across a wooden floor? Yeah. You know, how do you tell a three-year-old, four-year-old not to climb on the back of a couch? You know, like there was a lot of that at a young age where <clears throat> we had to, 
be very, it was a real great test of our, of patience and kindness between the two of us and working together. You know, we, uh, bless my wife. She, uh, was involved in some online groups, uh, through the OI foundation and got connected with some other parents that were handling things like uh, that as well. That's so it gives good. you good yeah. perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, uh, you know, one of the things that's kept us here, because being the job I had, I could have gone anywhere. Yeah. We could have lived anywhere. But one of the things that that helped us tremendously was was the school system here and then the fam, our family being here. Okay. You know, my mom moved here, Jamie's family living here, just having that support. And then the school system has been unbelievable, the support that's that we've up. gotten. You know, when he started in uh, preschool at South, and then he's been at um, – uh, Dover Avenue for uh, like four out of the last five years. Okay. And, and the administration over there has just been unbelievable on how they've, you know, taken some extra precaution with him. That's awesome. And we've never had an incident. Knock on wood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is real wood, right, Josh? <laughs> <laughs> he, Josh built this. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's, uh, that's awesome. I know every time I see, you know, Isaac, it, you know, I just, I don't, I don't know how I imagined he would be, but, um, I know he doesn't let on that it, it's tough. <laughs> he's oh, just no, like, he's got, yeah, he, he, did, he's, he's got the personality that I had, but he's, he's got more humility than I had when I was, gotcha. when I was young. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. But yeah. No, he doesn't, he doesn't look at it like that. And, yeah. and maybe one day that'll change, but he try. I, I think that he just understands and has accepted it because he knows, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, he doesn't let it define him, which is motivation for me. You know, when I'm having a, a rough time and something, you know, That's I'm thinking so. about, you know, what he's been through. You know, he got his ears pierced recently. Uh oh. <laughs> so, so Demir, he's friends with Demir. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, so he, he's your nephew. Demir is your nephew. He's my, he's my second cousin. Okay. Cause his mom is my, is my cousin. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, Demir. You know, Demir makes it cool, right? So yeah. he's like, Dad, I want to get my ears pierced. And he was like, does it hurt? I said, you've had 20 broken bones. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you worried about some earrings? And he's like, that's true. You know, so, you know, so there, there's some there's some positive things there to say yeah. that, you know, he, he's he got a very high tolerance pain. Every time he's broken a bone, he doesn't even, he doesn't even cry. He's just like, mm, something's wrong. Oh, yeah, wow. You know, and yeah, your wrist is facing the wrong direction. <laughs> There's something wrong. Let's go take care of this, you know? Wow. But he's a champ, man. And he gives me a ton of inspiration. That's what's yeah. up, man. And he's got a, a YouTube channel. So we'll put that in the description. Yeah. He just had to start a new one. <laughs> Did he? Yeah. Yeah. He had one that was, it was doing really well. Um, but he, I didn't realize it. When he started the channel, he used his school account. Ah. Uh, they must have found, they must have sniffed that one out because yeah. it got taken down. He had, he had a couple of videos that had, uh, Close to ten thousand views, nine hundred likes, Dang. and he lost all that content. So he just started a new one. Yeah, mm, that's unfortunate. But okay, so the new one we'll put because <laughs> I was going to look for the last one because I remember yeah. you showed me. But yeah. uh yeah, RV, we're gonna have to have you back on, man, because I feel like you yeah. know, I, I there's some stuff I still want to dive into. So eventually we'll have you back on. But I appreciate you coming and and sharing your story, man. Obviously. You know, man, a uh, man of faith, and and you know, obviously, you and Jamie have a great marriage and great parents, and 
you know, maybe me and Krista have to have you guys over for some cards. Yeah. You know, run well. Me and Krista, we don't play on each other's teams because uh, she doesn't. She doesn't think I'm the good. I'm good enough. So. Yeah, you think? Well, same. You think I'm competitive? Meet my wife. That's how. Yes. Yeah, that's how yes. Krista is. So that'll yeah. be funny. So we'll have she to. dumped me years ago on being playing partners. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, well, you know, Josh is ruining the fun. So uh, no, I'm sure. I'm messing with you. But man, this has been fun. Uh, it's always good to, you know, get together and, and, and talk about things. And obviously I learned some more about you too. So yeah, I got some good sneaker stories. We could, Ooh. Oh yeah. Yeah. I have, I've actually never had an episode about that. So we're going to have to, we're gonna have to do that again. So I'll have you back on, uh, if you're willing and, uh, yeah, cause, uh, we didn't get to touch on, you know, golf or and any of that stuff with, but we'll get to it. Yeah. Um, Appreciate again having you. Appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, this should be uh, Tuesday that you're watching this. And, uh, you know, hopefully the Steelers won. No, I'm sure. <laughs> but no, but thank you guys. Make sure you like, subscribe, and uh, tune in to the next episode. Yeah, thank you guys. Peace.